My name is Sophia Cannon. I am 22 years old and I'm a professional tennis player. You know, I love the sport. I had a lot of fun at a young age. Of course, started at five years old. Obviously, as I got older, I knew that it's, you know, college or going professional and watch tennis, you know, when the Grand Slam was happening, I was always watching at home, you know, imagining myself being there. I was very fortunate enough to go to represent in the Junior Youth Olympics in Nanjing, China. It wasn't easy, it was hard, which was to be expected, but I managed to fight through and overcome those battles. And of course, physically, you know, fitness is a big key as well. KTT definitely helps me on court, you know, when I'm obviously feeling injured a little bit, it helps me support my muscle. And I've used it, you know, when I'm feeling sore, my injury, so it helps me protect it. And I've even slept with it. The more matches I play, the more sore I feel. So obviously I use KT tape and it helps me recover quicker in matches and gets ready for the next day. KT tape works for me, it'll work for you. Hello and welcome to episode number 56 of Golf Pod Kentucky presented by KT Tape. My name is Ethan Fisher. I appreciate you tuning in for this episode. We'll get to our special guest here in a couple of minutes, but to begin this episode, let's discuss some recent happenings within the world of Kentucky golf. For the first time, we had the Coomer Cup, not the Challenge Cup, but that is a name you've probably heard in the past. That is our Ryder Cup style competition that features a dozen of the top amateurs in the state with 12 of the top PGA members in the state. Valhalla Golf Club was the site of this competition and for the fourth straight occasion, Team KGA was the victorious squad winning by a score of 16 to 8. For President Jim Thompson, the KGA president, it's his second time winning. He follows up his 2021 victory at Big Spring Country Club Harmony Landing Course. Danny Barron was the KPGA president, and he will get a second chance with the Coomer Cup in 2023. But we sincerely appreciate each of the 24 guys who played, also Two Wonder and Levelware, who provided apparel for the event. But great event, and we got to recognize Bill Coomer, previous podcast guest. If you aren't familiar with him, you should really go read and listen to him. But it was fun honoring him and his family, and it was just a great day all around. So thanks to everybody who contributed to it. The day prior to that, we had the National Car Rental Kentucky Assistant PGA Professional Championship, along with our Women's Section Championship at Wildwood Country Club. Daniel Iceman III won the Assistance Championship for the fourth time in his career and the first since 2018, despite being back by six shots after the the first round. He had a great second round of 67, which is five under out at Wildwood to erase the deficit and win by a shot. For Sarah Stevens, it is her third straight time winning the Women's Section Championship, having also won it in 2020 and 2021. Sarah gets a nice paycheck for her play. As for Daniel and also Jeremy Martin of Griffin Gate Golf Club, the two of them have earned exemptions into the National Assistance Championship, which will feature assistant pros from all across the country. They are now exempt for that tournament, which will be in Florida this November. Lastly, some sad news to report. 
Uh, we found out the other day, very unexpectedly, that David Jones, who had been the men's head golf coach at Center College, passed away. And I did not know David personally, but I have seen an outpouring of posts on social media attributing his life, his legacy, both from center students and non-center students alike. It's very clear he had a very strong impact on those he coached, passed away at a super young age, I believe 35 or 36, way, way too young, obviously. But our thoughts and condolences are with his family, the center community, and everyone knew that David, and we're thinking of all of you and what is certainly a difficult time. Now, let's go ahead and transition to our focus in this episode, which is Kevin Childers of the club at Old Stone. Old Stone is going to be hosting the 71st Kentucky PGA Professional Championship next week. If you're not familiar, this is the premier tournament for the Kentucky PGA members. There are a few spots in the Nationals, uh, National Professional Championship on the line, which gives way to 20 spots in the PGA Championship. So it's a big deal to the guys playing in this, and it's Old Stone's second big tournament they've hosted this year. The first one is admittedly a bit of a bigger scale with the U.S. Girls Junior and what was Old Stone's first USGA Championship, and hopefully not the last. We'll talk about that in this forthcoming interview. But Kevin's been at Old Stone for a while now. He's a really good guy. He knows what he's doing. He steers a very clear ship at Old Stone. We're fortunate to have him on here, and I will steer into his wisdom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now joined by the director of golf from the club at Old Stone, Mr. Kevin Childers. Kevin, it's been a busy year for you, especially a busy month or so, but appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. How have uh, things been so so far for you this year? It's been a really busy and fast year. Um, I told my wife leading into July, I said, this is going to be the longest, shortest month of my career. And uh, for once, I got something right on that. <laughs> 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 it was a lot of fun, a lot of hard work, um, but I, uh, it was fun to do so. Well, I kind of want to work backwards up till now in terms of your career and then just everything that's been happening at Old Stone as of late. So let's dig into your, uh, your childhood. So you're from Winchester, you went to GRC. Uh, What are kind of the details behind how you grew up and how you got into golf? I really wasn't a golfer. Um, And I was, I played baseball, football, basketball as a child Um, up into high school. I was uh, playing baseball um, and was, always just to kind of go to the golf course with my dad um, and ride around. We used to play this little nine hole course in Lexington at the Bluegrass Army Depot, which I don't even think still in existence, but it was a great little nine hole track. And that's kind of where I was exposed to the game. Um, And I remember I was telling a story the other day to my daughters who play on the high school team here at Bowling Green that um, after they had a rough round, I said, well, when your dad was a freshman, I shot 120 when I was a freshman trying out for the golf team at GRC. And uh, the next year I shot 72. So it was kind of at that stage, um, you know, getting, you know, baseball was, you know, I, I, I quit playing baseball uh, for some reasons and um, started playing golf. So I was kind of a late bloomer per se. Uh, but as far as getting exposed to the game, it was with my dad and just hanging out with some of his friends at a little nine hole joint. So how old were you when you started playing golf? Uh 14 um when i when i first started um 
first started playing um, and then my parents joined the country club there at Winchester and um, when I was 14, 15. So that's where I played. After started taking the game serious, that's where I played the brunt of my golf under the tutelage of uh, Bobby Baldwin there. And um, from an instruction standpoint, uh, I took lessons from Gene Highland out at Jennifer Hills. Um, it was a great guy, um, dearly missed, um, an icon in our industry and especially in the state of Kentucky. He, um, my dad used to play in a golf tournament down there called the Governor's Open, which is still going on, I believe. Yeah. So I would go down there and, you know, I guess kind of backtracking to the expose of the game, I would go down there and hang out with that, uh, with them during that, that tournament and had a blast. So, and Gene was definitely one of my mentors in the game as well as Mr. Baldwin. Yeah, definitely a good couple of guys to learn from. And you went to Moorhead State for college. Did you play collegiately or was it even an option at that point, given the fact that you were relatively new to the game? No, I, I played uh, collegiately there. I was on scholarship um, for four years. I uh, played there, played with Josh Teeter, Nick Atzinger, um, some names that kind of ring a bell. Yeah. And several other guys that had a blast playing with the collegiately there for four years and then uh, dabbled in the professional ranks after college um, before making a decision to get into the working side of it. Yeah. So what was the impetus for wanting to get in the golf industry? You've been around the game at this point for probably 10 years before you make this decision. What got you into it? You know, I, as a, as a kid at the country club, we, we worked there for Mr. Baldwin at Winchester country club. So learning all aspects of the game, be it we worked on the golf course. Um, we worked in the bag room. We worked in the shop. Um, one of my good friends, Tom Cecil, who's the golf professional at Camargo Club, we worked side by side um, at the Winchester Country Club on the golf course and in the, in the bag room and in the shop. So, you know, being exposed to that, and, and I think, you know, working for Mr. Baldwin, he was, I mean, he is like an icon in this business. And uh, so just – really got the love for it there, you know, and used to go over to um, tee it up driving range uh, when Gordon Leishman, you know, after he retired from Idlehour, he opened the practice range over off Athens Boonsboro Road there in Lexington. I used to go hang out with Mr. Leishman over there and just listen to him tell stories and just being around the game. Um, but just always, you know, after being introduced to the game, just being, loved being around it um, in that atmosphere. So. If I'm not mistaken, you got your start at Griffin Gate when it came to uh, getting PGA membership, and then you went down to Georgia for a little while before coming back. Where did you go down there, and what was it like living down there and working there? But yeah, I started at Winchester, and then I went to work at Griffin Gate in Lexington, and then they had an avenue, excuse me, to where in the wintertime we could go to Marco Island, which is off of Naples down in southwest Florida. And um, so when I was trying to dabble in the professional ranks and play a little bit, it gave me an opportunity to go to Florida with Marriott and practice and play and have a job on the side as well. Um, but after coming back and figuring out that I wasn't going to play professional golf for a living um, for, for multiple reasons, maturity, <laughs> the, the maturity aspect of, of being disciplined enough at that age to practice um, was not there. So, but everything happens for a reason, right? So then I went to work at uh, Reynolds Plantation down in Georgia, about an hour east of Atlanta, kind of right in between Atlanta and Augusta and south of Athens. Worked there for 10 years as an assistant golf professional. Uh, I was a tournament director for the entire property. And then I was the head professional um, at the members course, the plantation course uh, for about four, four and a half years prior to coming back to Kentucky here at Old Stone. So I'm trying to, do some quick math in my head. I think Old Stone opened in the mid-2000s, and 
by the time you would have gotten to Old Stone, it's probably five, six years old at that point. So how did the job opportunity come about for you to come back home and work in Bowling Green? But, you know, it's getting to a point, you know, where we lived in Georgia was in a rural area. Um, we had two young children at the time. Um, they were three and 18 months. And it, it was getting to a point to like, hey, let's let's try to find another spot. We really enjoyed living in Georgia. We liked it at the club I worked at. It was great. Um, but just trying to fast forward to when the children started school and putting them in a better opportunity um, for growth. And when this job came open, um, I knew a little bit about Bowling Green, uh, not a much about Old Stone, uh, but Josh Teeter, as I mentioned, I played collegiately with. He was uh, he took instruction from Matt Killen at the time, and Matt was the director of instruction at that time here at Old Stone. Um, and they happened to be at Reynolds um, doing some work with TaylorMade, and we just got to talking and kind of one of those deals, knowing the right people at the right time, and uh, kind of that's how I was introduced to Old Stone. And when I came up here for an interview, just absolutely fell in love with the property. Uh, fell in love with the town, and uh, it was a great fit for me and my family to come back to Kentucky. In regards to Old Stone, I I think what I've come to learn the more I've been at the golf course and the more I've come to know you and the members there, the one word I would use to describe the facility is ambitious. Everything that you all want to do there is kind of next level. You want to be the best of what it is you do and the newest as well as what you do. So with the backstory of the golf course, how did Old Stone come about? Can you kind of give some background on the owners who founded it and what made this dream a reality? Uh, so it's, we're a single owner club, Mr. Jim Scott, he and his wife, Miss Rita, own the club. And uh, to my knowledge, we, as long as I've worked for him, we never really talked about it, but um, he, he just wanted to bring something to South Central Kentucky um, that could kind of be his legacy. Um, and he set out to develop this community and, and property. And I think was told, um, he probably shouldn't do it on several occasions from, you know, the people that run the models and, and the numbers and stuff like that. But he felt in his heart that it was something that he wanted to do for this community and for the state of Kentucky. Um, and obviously very ambitious and I'm very fortunate and happy he did it. And I think, our residents and members here at the club are obviously very happy he did it. Um, and I think it's something that Bowling Green in general and the state of Kentucky should be proud of. I mean, it's a very unique facility. Um, it's an unbelievable place to work. The membership's awesome. Um, the community itself is just blows me away all the time. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great place to live and raise a family. Yeah, this is going to kind of piggyback on a lot of what you just said. But when it comes to working there, Wildstone, I get the vibe that you – have no desire to ever go anywhere else in terms of a working capacity for the rest of your career. So what is it that makes Old Stone so special? Yeah, I think it's, it's the members and, you know, it's kind of cliche to say any college professional is probably going to come out and say that, but um, I work for a great owner. Um, I have a great team of, uh, of a team of saying, you know, I don't look at myself as a boss to anybody or a manager. I mean, we work together as a team. And the members just make it so special um, of a place. They're very appreciative of what they have. Um, they what they the memberships what make makes Old Stone a great place to work. I mean, you yeah, can look. Sure. Outside, you know, it's obviously the golf course is great. The clubhouse is great. 
um, you know, the, everything we have, all the amenities are great, but the members are what make it great. And, you know, when they make you feel welcome as a staff member and you enjoy coming to work every day, it's just, it makes it so much easier to do our job. Totally. And this year, I think Old Stone kind of expanded from being a preeminent name in the state to really having its name spread across the country with its uh, first USGA championship. So the girls junior, who were the driving forces behind getting a USGA championship to come to Old Stone? And what were the building blocks just in terms of making this championship a reality for the golf course? Well, uh, early on when I interviewed here, Mr. Scott, really, he wanted something big um, and something on TV. Um, so if you kind of pay attention to what's going on, the PGA, um, you know, they're, um, we had a chance to get the senior PGA uh, back in 11 or 12, right when I got here. So that mm-hmm. was already started. And obviously we came down to us in Valhalla and Valhalla got it. Um, but the PGA is already there at Victoria National with the Corn Ferry. There's a Corn Ferry in Nashville. There's the Barbasol in Lexington. Um, so they're already here. Um, so what we started to do is kind of go more towards the amateur ranks um, and hosting the, like the, the Southern Junior Amateur. Uh, we ended up hosting the Southern Amateur. Uh, a couple other events, transmits four ball, and I'm missing one. I can't remember. Um, but it kind of building blocks through that amateur ranks to kind of put our name out there. Um, very involved with the USGA and just kind of showing our interest. Um, had the luxury of Mark Hill, uh, former ED in, in Kentucky, who is now in, and Brent Palladino, mm-hmm. uh, in with the USGA. So we had those connections there. Um, but, you know, we're limited with USGA having an 18 hole property um, to an 18 hole championship. And so um, after expressing our interest, they came to us with the U S girls junior. And I thought it was a home run um, as far as, you know, it, it came with, we knew it was going to be on television for a couple of years. We really couldn't say anything um, to anyone other than ourselves. Um, so it, at the end of the day, it was the perfect championship for us to hold um it showcased unbelievably well um it exposed kentucky not only old stone not bowling green i think this kentucky golf in general it exposed us to the world um and i was blown away watching it on tv like i'm here every day and we all talk about it. it's like holy cow like that's where we work yeah. and like if you had an opportunity to see it on television you probably had the same response it was really really good so it, it did show really well, but that's that's very cool to hear. Was there anything that stood out to you as being a real big surprise about it? Because there's so many elements to conducting a championship of that magnitude, both in and outside the ropes. What stood out to you as something that maybe you didn't expect to come from that week? I think from a, just a logistics standpoint, the USG, everything, nothing stuck out. Um, they do a great job of we met we've been working on it for two and a half years. Um, and with, you know, the COVID year, whatever year that was, I can't remember when COVID started, but, uh, we lost, basically lost almost a year of planning because of that. Cause we, everybody knows how busy golf got, but you know, they do such a great job of getting you prepared and, and giving you the, the, um, the, the outlines and the manuals to, to prepare you and your membership for the championship. I think the biggest thing that stuck out for us as a club and as a staff and as a membership, was how gracious the girls were and how thankful they were to be here and appreciative they were just the amount i still haven't read all the thank you notes that were written um 
but they were and their families were super appreciative of of being at a club like Old Stone and so thankful. They just kept commenting on how nice everybody in Kentucky was. I'm like, well, <laughs> sorry, we're nice. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think that's the biggest thing that stuck out because it, you know at the end of the day, it's a golf tournament. And it just, just because it's got, I mean, it, 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 the same thing is going to happen. You know, if it's at your, you know, chamber of commerce scramble on Monday or your USGA championship, they're going to play golf. They're going to play 18 holes or set, whatever the, the, the set is. Um, so that's kind of the way I approached it going into the planning and the staff is like, look, this is a huge deal. It's on national television, but at the end of the day, it's a golf tournament. Um, and they, like I said, they, they, they set you up for success. Um, if you follow all the guidelines and, and tell you the manuals and that sort of thing. So I'm not sure how confined you are and uh, what you can say and what you can't say, but in terms of going forward now that the debut for the USGA is now complete, has there been any conversations about what might be next for y'all in terms of hosting them? Uh, there have been some conversations. Um, I really can't say, what championships there are, um, but they were during that week, during championship week, um, I had the pleasure of having a couple meetings with some executives at USGA and they were interested in our interest moving forward. Um, and we do have interest moving forward. <laughs> so very cool. Um, but yeah, we're looking forward to it. I mean, there's some, you know, it's, it'd be neat if some of it, if some of the said championships happen, um, but it's, you know, they're very, they're very, very easy to work with the USGA. Um, and they were very cognizant of how busy it was that week. And we're just like, Hey, let's let the dust settle. We'll, we'll, we'll reconvene down the road, but we were just, you know, we're happy that you're all happy. And so we're looking forward to what the future holds for sure. Awesome. Well, that's something to look forward to. And then in the way of yourself with your career, I'm sure that whatever happens with the USGA will be a part of this, but what is it that you're pursuing or working towards as you continue throughout? Is there anything that you specifically want to accomplish or that you want to get Old Stone to accomplish? Uh, you know, I think the biggest, you know, seeing the the happiness on our owner's face and his wife's face when they saw Old Stone on television and saw what the US, what this championship was, um, that meant a lot to me. That meant a lot to our staff. Um, just to see, you know, it was what he created and his dream, you know, I don't know if it's come to fruition or not, but I think it's pretty close if it already hadn't, um, from that aspect, but it's, you know, personal career goals. It's, I don't know. I don't really look at it, you know, it's, you know, there's not a, I think where we're at in our, in our business right now, in our industry is just trying to you know, work-life balance gets thrown out there a lot in the last few years. Um, and as my children get older, um, it comes, becomes more of a challenge for that work-life balance and, and trying to, you know, establish a team and, and work at a club to where we have a work-life balance. You know, it's, it's tough what we do, you know. You know, you're working a lot of long hours, holidays, weekends, et cetera. But I think it's – as I want to be – part of the team that puts together a team that we have more of a balance in our, than our regular, you know, we, we still have a life as golf professionals, right. Um, we still have families, you know, they still, 
play sports and maybe you know we still our kids still like to go to the beach so it's maybe you know that's kind of where i've you know i'd love to you know figure that out it's tough right you know it's a million dollar question so i think it's if i had a goal it's, it's that it's just trying to figure that out how can we do this because it's obviously we all had a passion to be drawn to this business for whatever reason um but we also have a life so trying to figure it all out it's tough but we'll keep on trying for sure Indeed. And I think that's a a good way to wrap up that part, but we'll dive into our rapid fire segment. If you're not familiar, this is something you do not need to give a explanation for when I give any of these questions to you. So with this first one, um, I'm going to limit you from being able to say old stone. I'm not going to let you be biased, but what is your favorite golf course in Kentucky? The Winchester country club. I figured that would be your answer. What's your favorite golf course outside of the state? That I've played? Yes. Oh, Augusta National. <laughs> Heard that place is pretty good. And then <laughs> uh, kind of to the other frame, uh, anywhere in the world that you haven't played yet, where do you most want to get out and play? That's tough because I've played County Down and Port Rush. And, um, anywhere in the world? Mm-hmm. Sounds like you've got a good line of courses you've already been to. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, that would, probably National Golf Links of America. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to play a normal round of golf, would you rather walk or ride? <laughs> to ride, yeah. <laughs> what What is your favorite golf book? The greatest player that never was. I'm not familiar with that. Who's that about? Well, it's a uh, it's a fiction book, um, but it was there's a, like a series. There was a greatest course that never was, a greatest player that never was, and the author was J. Michael Vernon. Um, and I picked it up in the airport, Atlanta, one year, and just it's an awesome read. I mean, he uses factual information. Um, it's really cool. So wow. keep that in mind. Uh, being a Moorhead alum, if you had to lean one way or the other, are you riding with UK or Louisville? Oh, UK. <laughs> what kind of golf ball do you use? Uh, Tidelist Pro VX, always a red four. Who's the better golfer, Tiger Woods or Jack Nicholas? Tiger Woods. And last question for you, what's your dream vacation spot with you and your family? Oh, Yellowstone National Park in the summer. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. But that'll do, Kevin. I very much appreciate you coming on here. We're looking forward to being there in the very near future for our section championship. I believe it's the second time that Old Stone will have hosted that tournament. So we're looking forward to that and being down at Old Stone for a couple of days. But thanks for everything it is you and the rest of your team do. And look forward to playing more conversations like this down the road, my friend. Likewise. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ethan.